Welcome back, community group leaders, to this week's episode of The Deeper Podcast, where we partner with you as you lead a group of people who joyfully share life together as you find and follow Jesus. So this week on The Deeper Podcast, we're going to be concluding our series, Graciously Defiant, where we're going to explore the biblical perspective of being a faithful presence in a world that is just widening its detachment from God and His Word. So, going on your journey today, I'm Cody Leekan, and I'm joined here with Joe, who's going to be preaching this weekend. Hello. Joe, glad to have you back. Thank you. Good to be back. Yeah. We had Jeremy last week, so we got you mm-hmm. this week. Super mm-hmm. great. And we're joined here with Bill Hess. Bill, can you introduce yourself and like, what do you do around here? What, <laughs> sure. Who are you? Where who are, are you from? You? Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm Bill Hess. I'm one of the elders here. Uh, I uh, help with teaching sometimes, Bible studies, and... Uh, Involved with some of the other ministries as far as uh, stewardship campaigns and, and those type things. Uh, so I've been coming here for uh, pretty much since the beginning of the church and uh, enjoy serving and uh, seeing what God will do as we're obedient to his calling. So Awesome. So I have a question for you. Um, I've recently gotten um, a barbed wired a cross made from you. So, can you tell me a little bit more about these uh, barbed wire hobbies, uh, and are there any other artistic like uh, things that you've got going now? Uh, well, so I had a bunch of old barbed wire around my house, and uh, I started cleaning it, cutting it out of the trees, and I thought, what should I do with this? So I started making barbed wire crosses, and I've given away a bunch of them. I, my initial cool. thought was I'd sell some, but I've never have sold any. I've just given them away. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, that's that's where that came from. And then I do some... Uh, a little bit of woodworking, and I've restored a lot of old uh, mm. park benches, and and so I kind of enjoy doing that. Wow, that's uh, more of my hobbies. Yeah. And why did you make barbed wire into a cross? Why would you do that, Bill? I don't know. I like the uh, <laughs> I like the rugged look of it. The, the, okay. The, you know, there's pain involved, but yet it's. I was going to say because Jesus is at the center of my life. <laughs> well, yeah. that, I, that's what I was going to say. Second, okay. That, yeah. All right. How do you do that without getting hurt? Because like barbed wire is kind of pokey. I wear gloves, and it is. Yeah, it is. Uh, you can get poked. Yeah. 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 So, okay. Yeah. Well, that's a little bit about Bill. So, Bill, we're glad to have you here this Thank week you. and adding a, another perspective to this. And so, as we go through that, thanks. Now, Joe. Yes. This is the last week of the series. It is. So we are going from consumer to contributor. Can you kind of paint a picture of where you're hoping to go with this message and how it kind of fits as we conclude this series? Yeah. So this is one of the sneakier ones that we don't always notice the pull of culture, but um, the the sway of consumerism, we kind of grab our identity into what we have. And it's real easy, especially when we're marketed to in a certain way and treated or respected or not a certain way because of what we have, to think that the true life, the best life is in what I have in the material possessions versus what I have because of Christ. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's why it's so important for us to go, do you remember? I mean, Paul sees your life as he looks at it, whether it was the church in Ephesus or Timothy, he was just saying, your life is worth far more than what you own. You have Christ, and because of Christ, you have abundance. And so you're to live out of that abundance, not into the scarcity of the world. Mm -hmm. And that's the main point. Yeah. And wrapping up the seven-week series. Yes. With lots of uh, the dichotomies, the to's and from's. That's right. That's right. Moving us from... 
basically spending it all to giving as much as we can mm. to God and his kingdom, the things that last forever. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right. The coveted question. Yes. The extra What didn't bit. I share? What didn't you share? <laughs> yes. So I don't know if you know this, Cody, but um, there's over 1,200 passages on money and possessions in the scriptures, Old and New Testament. Hmm. 1,200. That beats the word faith out. Yeah. Faith and belief to about three to one on the hmm. number of times faith and belief are used in the scriptures. So there's something that God is saying is the things of this earth can really be your treasure and draw you away from the things you've been given in Christ. And so that's the call. I think it's one of the largest temptations of all of us in life. Mm -hmm. Um, And it doesn't matter if you have a lot or have a little. The temptation to define wealth, success, um, significance based on the things you own or the things you have really can be destructive to the gospel. So it's all those other passages. It's not just these passages. Mm-hmm. It's the Bible speaks on it. It's the center of Christ's teaching also is the, the treasure of your heart. It's always been the target of God. And things can be at the target of our heart, or we can worship God with the target of our heart, with the things that God has given us. So Awesome. That's a, I didn't know it was such a stark three to one. That's a lot yeah. more passages on money. So good yeah. little tidbit there. I've also learned this, that if we refuse to talk about it as Uh, a church, because usually um, when I'm insecure and someone talks about money from a biblical perspective, I typically go, what do you want? Okay. Mm -hmm. And what God has taught me over the years as a leader in the church is, no, what do you want for them? Mm -hmm. And if I really believe that things that last forever, God is word and people are are the things to pour your life into while you have life, while you have breath, because you're living for another world, mm-hmm. then they've got to be things we talk about. Otherwise, we just acquiesce to the world. Yeah. It's okay to be a consumer. Just do that. We're not going to talk about it at church, because we're just going to talk about this theological topic, or why this church is different than all the other churches. <laughs> I mean, we have to really get the heart of God's word and speak what he has spoken to us. Yeah. It's key. Being bold with our faith. Like That's it's, right. It's key. Yep. Awesome. So, first question I've got today kind of comes from a way that when we start talk, like getting for discussion, like I know for me, when I answer this question, it's really shaped how I view generosity. So, the first question is, how has someone else's generosity affected you? Yeah. And so, I know for me, I had a friend who we were sitting on his couch one time talking. We had just moved from our one-bedroom apartment into our house, mm-hmm. and the AC run was on the opposite side of the house. And so the bedroom that was facing um, sunsets in the west, yes, so yeah. facing west, was just beaming with sun, and it was just so hot. And it was so hard to sleep, and I was telling him, I was like, man... I'm having trouble sleeping. Like, this is just, it's so hot in the room. The AC runs all day and never gets it cooled down. Like, it's an older house. Like, it's just kind of, yeah, it's a lot. And I came home from work a couple days later, and on the back porch, she had hopped over the fence with a giant uh, in-window AC unit. Oh, my goodness. So, he had hopped over the fence, put it on the back porch, was like, hey, I got you something there. And just, Hmm. I heard that, and I wanted to help you with that. And so, his, like, just 
generosity on a random Tuesday yeah. to do that has really just changed my perspective. Like his generosity is more than just writing the check on Sunday. It's yeah. being there and being present and being right. attentive to what people like what they're saying and what they're doing. I was like, man, I mean, that was years ago. It was probably six, seven years yeah. ago now. And I'm like, yeah. I still remember that. That's cool. And so for mm -hmm. me, that's, that's a what great I have. story. Isn't that you, you just, that story has been a heritage and a legacy in your life. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think about um, I think about the generosity of a couple who, when I was in seminary, and I'm going to share this this weekend. But when I was in seminary and didn't have any money anymore, and was thinking about all the things I didn't have, mm. I remember opening up a "Hey, we're praying for you" card, mm. and it had a check for thirty five hundred dollars in it. Wow! And it paid for what I owed on my seminary bill for that semester. Mm. And it was like, oh my goodness, who am I to doubt what God has given me, mm -hmm. you know, and what God will do. And so that, I'll never forget that. Never forget that. That was huge in people helping me out with seminary mm -hmm. with it, out really knowing the exact issue that was going on. Yeah. God shows up with the exact dollar amount. And That's right. That's crazy. Yeah. What, what about, about you, Bill? You? Sorry. Um, I've seen, uh, I, I had a friend uh, once who uh, was, we were just talking and he said, uh, I can't wait to get this uh, car paid off because I'm going to be able to turn around, ride around and take that car payment and plug it right back into church and giving. Yeah. And I go, wow, that is not my first response. <laughs> I was so uh, impressed by just uh, a harp for generosity and a not being tied to to that money. Uh, and I, I think of uh, Chuck Preston and how he lived his life uh, <clears throat> totally uh, he's probably the freest man I ever met because he had, money had no draw on him. Yeah. Where the rest of us were, that money's always pulling at us. But he is he is free in Christ uh, because of the uh, way he v viewed uh, materialism and money. Yeah. For you, uh, you who do not know Chuck Preston, he was an elder with us as FBC started many years ago. He went to be with the Lord. He was a missionary for mm -hmm. over 40 years in New Guinea and then... Um, and then served with us and on our elder team, very humble man, mm -hmm. was under the poverty level, but yet gave generously. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. That's awesome. So Joe, this next question needs a, a little bit of setup. So in your sure. message, you're going to be talking about the myths that are coming mm -hmm. with how society is trying to influence us with this topic. Yeah. Can you kind of set that up so that way we can talk about what myth that we need to deconstruct? Yes, so we talk about these beliefs that we take on through consumerism that um, that kind of look to the solution of all of our problems with money or problems with how we view ourselves based on just getting more more money, more possessions, more more. And so uh, the five of them that are there, I, I think the ones that I needed to deconstruct the most is the more I have, the more uh, important I am. Mm -hmm. Importance and respect have always been kind of important to me. The approval mm -hmm. of others would have mm -hmm. always been my yeah. fleshly mm -hmm. orientation, which I need the spirit to remind me of who I am in Christ. Mm -hmm. And when my life is not being spirit-filled, I will tend to fill it with possessions and money or or the next gadget or whatever else I have. And I gotta realize that is not that is not who you are. You are more than what you own. Mm. You have been bought with a price. Mm. Glorify God in your body is as Second Corinthians um five twenty one says. 
So we're, we're called, we're really, I'm sorry, that's 620. Um, we're called to really uh, move away from finding our identity and what we own and moving it into what we have in Christ. Mm-hmm. How was that for clear? Was that clear or was it a little sketchy? <laughs> no, that, that was good. Yeah, okay. So we have uh, those five. Yeah. Uh, can you run through them real quick? So that way, we're, as we're sure. thinking about The five that. myths are the more I have, the more important I am. The more I have, the more confidence I have. The more I have, the less I have to do. The more I have, the more I need to protect it. And the more I have, the better my future will be. Yeah. So, uh, like, for me, I'm looking at the more I have, the better my future will be. Whether that's uh, putting more into an emergency savings or saving yeah. for retirement. Sure. Or just thinking about, like, what, what, what it will be in the future. Once this is done, then we can move to this. And then just thinking about that next thing of, like, oh, well, once we pay that down, we'll have that money to be able to go- do this. And yes. to just roll it into the next thing instead of just, you know being focused on what is the what is more important about being that eternal perspective. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Bill, as you're looking at that, which one do you need to deconstruct to help you reflect that more of that eternal presence? Um probably let me just here. I got that. Okay, which one I, hits me the hardest. Um probably um Moving to continue to move toward generosity, uh, I I think I've grown in that area, but I don't think I've arrived. And I, I definitely have seen people that are far more generous than me, and and those some of those people are the ones who I want to be more like uh, because I see how their heart is joyful in giving and uh, free again from the trappings of money. And so I, I think I need to grow and, and continue to grow in that area. And uh, even pl- plan out a future of, of generosity, and be more intent uh, uh, on doing it and planning for it. So, mm-hmm. proactive, I guess, is the word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, Bill, you're retired. Yes. You're retired from your job, mm-hmm. yeah. um, which was in IT for how many years? Forty some years. Yeah. Forty uh-huh. some years. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, and so now your opportunities for income are are limited. Yeah. You're usually pretty much in all your investments that you have. And I'm sorry, I'm going really... The the fear that you might have that you won't have enough based on, I can't do full-time employment of that nature anymore. Mm-hmm. How have you navigated through that? Um, I mean, there is, there is uh, a little bit... Uh, people go through that where there's not money coming in. Yeah. Uh, part of it is... Uh, being able to negate that partially by planning yeah. ahead, trying to be uh, a good steward of what God has given me. Uh, so we're not talking about don't plan, just right. give it all away and don't save for the future. Right. We're not talking about that. Right. We are talking, though, about having a plan that could also structure generosity in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, okay, when you when, when is enough? And do you continue to commun- accumulate afterwards? And, yeah. And uh, just accumulate all the way until you die, or mm-hmm. and I've, I, I don't want to be that way. I don't want to be hanging on to everything right up to the end. I want to be able to plan out giving, uh, uh, giving to my, my helping children and other people and mm-hmm. and the church, and mm-hmm. uh, so that's that's an area that I will have to grow in and lay out a, a concrete plan as as time goes on. But right now I'm. I'm 
trying to be, I try to be content with what I have, and I've been given far more than I deserve, and far more than the, the world has most mm-hmm. of it. So mm-hmm. um, I'm a blessed, but um, reminded of Ephesians one three, uh, first Joe's brings up is that we're blessed with every spiritual blessing. And it's places, uh, it's yeah. spiritual blessings that where we're rich in, not not this world's wealth. Yeah. Well, you have really showed that, and I'm glad you're on this podcast because you model that. He's worked through with IT. He's worked through an overall grid that you've walked through with staff and elders and other people here on uh, really preparing for the future so that you can be generous when that time comes. And I really honor you for Mm, that. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. So the last question we have as we wrap up today, what is your first step or what is your next step in moving from consumer to contributor? Okay, for me, the next step uh, is, and I wrote this in my um, daily devotional this morning as, as I read um, the passage in Luke for, for our daily reading. And I just said, I want to structure a 10-year plan for increasing percentage-wise the resources mm. we give to the kingdom of God. Mm. And I don't want I don't want to get to the end of my life and said I could have given more uh, when I realized that I don't have someone else's life mm. to live. I have the life that Christ has given me with the resources God has entrusted to me. So I want to be a good steward of that. Mm. I want to say, well done, good and faithful servant with the things he's given me, right? Mm-hmm. And he who has been given much, much is expected, not, not less is expected. Mm-hmm. And who is given little is also expected to steward that appropriately. Mm-hmm. So I, I want, that's my first step is a 10-year plan for increasing generosity. Mm-hmm. Bill, what do you have on that? Um, I, I was just thinking of the, the story, the parable of talents. Mm-hmm. Uh, how one is given five, one's given two, and I, I want to be faithful with what God's given me. I don't want to try to give like somebody who has one talent or somebody who has like five talents. If I have two talents, I want to be, mm-hmm. I want God, kind of what Joe said, I want God to say and look at me that I was faithful with the things he's given me, the resources and the mm-hmm. time, uh, the energy. Um, yeah. so that, that's my, my goal. Mm-hmm. I think for me, the that that next step is to, look beyond just what like the tithe check is going to and mm-hmm. going to the church and like, how can I cook a meal for somebody who's mm-hmm. in, in time of struggle or yeah. who like, they've just been in the hospital. What would it look like to cook a meal for their family and bring that mm-hmm. and be generous with like, well, we're already cooking dinner. What let's add a little bit more food yeah. to it. And let's take yeah, the gas and good... drive over to them. And just mm-hmm. taking that, mm-hmm. that first step of like, well, it's not necessarily just writing a bigger check, but it is like, letting go mm-hmm. a little bit more slowly and mm-hmm. doing that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I had a friend who put more groceries in his trunk and mm-hmm. ones that wouldn't spoil, I mean, non-perishables, mm-hmm. yeah. and um, would would be able to, when he saw someone on the corner, give mm-hmm. those to them so it wouldn't be in cash that might be converted into other things. Right. So he just had that angle of, I'll, I'll use what God has given me to feed, and a percentage of that will go to feed people who are hungry. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Bill, will you pray for us as we and pray for the leaders as they're preparing this week and we'll yeah. close our time with that? Yeah. Uh, Father, we do uh, just thank you for your generosity toward us and giving us every spiritual blessing, Lord. Uh, you've been uh, more than generous to us with uh, uh, salvation and your mercies, your grace, your spirit who 
leads us and guides us. Uh, Father, you have uh, provided for us. You've given us everything we need. And Lord, we pray that we'd be good stewards of that, that we would uh, be more like you as, as we give to others and give back to your kingdom and for your purposes, Lord. We pray that you, we would be faithful in, uh, in those areas that you've entrusted to us, Lord. And I just pray for those who are listening, that you would uh, bless their time, Father, that you would uh, give them good conversation, uh, that their spirit would be at work in their hearts, uh, teaching and, uh, and growing them and maturing them to be more like Christ. And just ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Awesome. And to all the parents out there, we are less than a month away from the daddy-daughter dance. And so dads, register, take your daughters. And moms, be sure to figure out what you're going to do to uh, hang out and have that intentional time with your sons. Mom's night off. (laughs) I mean, for the daughters at least. Yeah, for the daughters. And so as we have that, we're going to be wrapping up our time today. And so we'll see you guys again next week. Mm